Now, I promised you that we would continue this discussion, not just by having the conversation about what to do in this new cyber criminal, cyber state or non-state actor ransomware environment, but how you can protect yourself. Let's go to this recent global and first of its kind global attack on a company based in Miami, Kaseya, an IT solutions developer, and bring it down to the level that's not being discussed often enough or well enough in the media and certainly not by the White House. Fact is, this went right down to the main street level. The president's statement that it didn't have much or any of an effect in reality on American companies because out of the now close to 2,000 companies initially reported as 1,500, but out of the now some 2,000 companies based on the reporting that exists, only 145 or so that we know of were Americans. It's false. It's willfully ignorant of the reality that this affects Americans at the main street level, small businesses, small towns, small companies. So how do we as a society protect ourselves? How do we begin to play defense and offense and the private sector more than government will play a bigger role in the coming months and years against this. They have already, they should have been more aggressive in my opinion, but let's turn to one of those companies that will help American businesses, Americans, and in fact, those around the world who are dealing with these issues or are concerned about them. Anne-Marie McAvoy, longtime friend, former federal prosecutor, and someone who's been on this show many times joins me. She's the founder and CEO of Clovis Quantum Solutions, LLC, and they're a boutique consulting firm. They focus on investigations uh, using open source intelligent, OSINT, dark web, social media, compliance, anti-money laundering factors in there, uh, sanctions, cryptocurrency, and so much more, as well as crisis management and reputation remediation, because part of ransomware's threat is your reputation. So cybersecurity is, is and should be at the top of everyone's concern. Anne-Marie, good morning. How are you? I'm doing fine, David. Thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate it. <laughs> Well, look, there, there's a lot here. You know, you and I had a conversation, what, two weeks ago. We had the Colonial Pipeline attack. We had the JBS attack. Microsoft has had several incursions, one of the biggest companies out there. And small companies, my friend's company, in one case, ransomware, the ask was $500,000 initially, then $80,000 a day, where they would publish the information. And in that case, they had been in the servers for some time. Secret Service, by the way, is involved with that, as they are with many of these cases. So that's a broad scope of what? Now we see this attack out of a Russian contractor or a group that's certainly located in Russia, the relationship to Vladimir Putin's government aside for the moment. Uh, But this comes down to Main Street. I'll say it. I think the administration is missing or deliberately ignoring the fact that this affects Americans at the Main Street level. Absolutely. And, and you know, one of the problems that you have is the government only has so much bandwidth. 
So when you have hundreds and potentially thousands of companies being at being attacked in these ransomware attacks or hacking attacks, um, the government only has so many people who can work on these cases at a time. Um, the Secret Service doesn't have unlimited uh, manpower. Um, the FBI doesn't have unlimited manpower. They have other things that they have to do as well. And so, unfortunately, there's only, only so much the government can do, which is why it's so important that companies start to learn that they have to really protect themselves. And the best way to do that is to do that in advance of an attack. I mean, there's certainly things you can do that you have to do after you've been attacked, but you can, you can try to protect yourself against these attacks, um, and it's it's incredibly important. And a lot of companies don't realize that they just kind of go along. They have their service providers, and they assume everything's going to be okay. And the problem is these ransomware attacks are very lucrative. Um, JBS apparently it seems that they paid out about 11 million dollars to to be able to get back into operation again after their ransomware attack. Um, so it's it's worth it for these folks to continue these attacks. And, and if it is the Russian government that is behind it, you also have the issue that it's very disruptive um, to our lives generally, as we saw certainly with the Colonial Pipeline attack and, and also potentially with JBS, if, if that wouldn't have been resolved quickly, it can be really impactful on, on all Americans as well. You know, before we go a little bit further into this uh, from the private sector perspective on the point of the attack on the Colonial Pipeline or JBS, which is actually an attack on a food supply component of our a component of our food supply, whether it's a non-state actor or a state actor or some work or collusion between the two, uh, fact is that's an attack on our national security. And our government has a role to play there. Look, you, you're a former federal prosecutor. You've prosecuted financial crimes successfully for years. Uh, from that perspective, shouldn't government, our government, our law enforcement, and even our intelligence arms be more involved in that case? Oh, sure. Well, and, and they, they need to be. But again, the problem is there are only so many agents. There are only, you know, there's only so much that they can do, especially when you have these attacks now taking place and affecting so many businesses and even towns where they can't send out some of their utility bills because they, right now they've been affected by this most recent attack. Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's overwhelming, and that's part of what they're trying to do most likely is overwhelm the system. So, um, and then the other problem is once you get hit with one of these attacks, for the government to come in and fix it, it takes time. So you may not be in the number one on the list to get your issue resolved. It may take, you know, weeks. It could take months. It could take, you know, it, it's not an easy fix for the government either to come in and just resolve something like this. That's another part of the problem. All right, so now let's go back to what you have built in Clovis Quantum Solutions, uh, a company, by the way, obviously a woman-owned business. Kudos to you for doing that, Anne-Marie. Let's talk about what what companies, what individuals can do, and more so it's about the companies. Of course, it affects the individuals. But uh, what you do, how help people who are listening understand how they can deal with this issue. Well, what they need to be doing is they need to be proactive, um, is, is really 
um, the most important thing, to make sure, first off, that you have, and there are things you can do internally within the company, and then there are things that are done, as they say, outside the firewall as well. So first things you have to do is make sure you have a good program in place, make sure you have written policies and procedures relating to all of your IT services, and your computers and how everything's supposed to be handled and your passwords. Um, make sure that your employees are properly trained um, so that they hopefully don't click on something that they shouldn't click on or go to some website that then opens you up to one of these attacks, which can also very easily happen. Um, so that's that's part of it, setting up yourself to make sure you're, you're well-equipped to deal with, you know, your own day-to-day -day operations. Then another thing to do is to have a threat vulnerability assessment. So to have somebody come in, a qualified outside company, to come in and take a look and first off say, see you know, what you have in place, how good it is, if there are holes in it, and then also to see have there already been intrusions. And the reality is for most companies and almost all companies, there have been intrusions and probably multiple intrusions. So now once you figure out if there are intrusions, how many, how severe are they, um, you know, what can be done to stop what's going on? Because once you have those intrusions, and many times with these ransomware attacks, it's, it, it goes in steps. They don't necessarily just get in and all of a sudden ask for ransomware, uh, for, for ransom. They, they do it step by step. They'll check out the environment first. Um, and, you know, see how good your defenses are. They may wait. Both the colonial pipeline attack and this most recent attack took place on holiday weekends when they knew that companies' defenses were down because people were off. The first was Memorial Day weekend, and now we had late uh, Fourth of July weekend. So these folks are smart. They wait until the right time, and then they do their big attack. So that's something that you can do is take a look. And then the other thing is to look outside the firewall, so basically outside of the company, and its systems, and take a look at what's going on, what's being said about your company in social media, on the dark web, in chat rooms. And this is something that most companies don't have access to, and it's one of the things that we're very lucky at Clovis. We do have the ability to take a look at and try to figure out whether there is an attack coming. And this is also very helpful for this for the standpoint of corporate espionage. You'll find out in that process whether some other company is trying to attack you or trying to steal things from you, whether there's a cancel culture revolt coming that may affect you and try to cancel out your company, whether there are customers that are un unhappy. You'll learn that kind of stuff by taking a deep dive into what's out there um, beyond just what your own systems can show you. So all of that can be incredibly helpful to try to avoid having something like this happen because many times there is chatter usually before any of these attacks talking about there's something going on. It may mention who's going to be attacked. Um, it may talk about plans as to what they plan to do. And if you know in advance, then obviously you can take action preemptively before they actually are successful with their attack. Anne-Marie McAvoy, uh, founder and CEO of Clovis Quantum Solutions on the line. You know, Anne-Marie, the, the dark web is daunting for many out there. So there's that component. Uh, outside of the, the servers, outside of the firewall, as you put it, 
is a human factor. How much of this is a result of human error? Uh, I, I'm thinking back to the big Sony hack years ago. It was because someone had a password uh, that was basically one, two, three, four Sony or something like that. So human factors are part of this. Uh, phishing emails, you know, we don't think about this often enough, but again, that plus the dark web, there are people who look at this and go, dark web, I don't even know what that is. That's where you have to have a company that has the ability to go into the dark web. Most companies don't. Even the cyber security companies, most of them don't go onto the dark web to find this type of information. And and actually, when you're talking about how easy it is for something to happen, um, one of the things that can happen, um, which we've seen, is even you have the little um, memory stick, the USB sticks that you may get as a um, promo from a company. It has a little company name on it, and you need to save something. You put it into your computer, and especially if that's a business computer, you may have just corrupted the entire business's system. Um, if that is from somebody who, or if there's some malicious uh, software on there that then gets in. So it's, it can be as simple as that. You think you're getting it. Oh, this is great. I got an extra USB stick. And it may actually be that you just took in something that can actually do a t- tremendous amount of harm. So, so when a company be- gets attacked, uh, Anne-Marie, when you know now someone's part of a ransomware whether you're a town, a city, and they come to Clovis and you take them through the process you've, you've described. You know, the next question I have is, what next from any legal perspective? Mm-hmm. So you mean once they've been attacked, after the attack? They've, they've been attacked. Okay. And, you know, I made the point yesterday yeah. when we had Morgan Wright and Bill Parker on, and I talked about the fact that, you know, just because you get the money back doesn't mean your information's back. The data's still been already sourced and ready to be used against you or sold. So many elements of this. I, I don't know if maybe some of this plays into your background in the rackets unit at the Eastern District of New York, but you know, this is it's this is now next level criminal activity, not just state based. That's right. Yeah, you have to you have to really take a look at um internally if you you know what's left on your systems if they if you did pay a ransom and you got information back has it been corrupted if you have backups are the backups still good are they complete um did they steal the backups as well so that you don't have the ability to just use if you have a clean backup somewhere you know that's the easiest answer but even then they still have the information so they can still sell it and then if you can go into the dark web you can determine what information is there is this information for sale? If so, where? What purposes do they seem to be using it for? And you can take, again, you can take some of that proactive action even after the fact, because at least then you can figure out what's going on and try to act on it. Um, you know, one of the things to do is certainly after an attack like this, you want to hire experts to take a look at your systems to try to fortify your infrastructure internally so you don't have another attack. Because once you've been attacked, they will many times try to attack you again. Even especially, Either way, whether you've paid the ransom or you haven't paid the ransom, they've gotten into your system. So you have to make sure, hopefully, that they can't get back in. And then also you have to worry about, and, and many times it's good to hire an attorney as well, because you also have to figure out, do you have reporting requirements? You may have regulators that you have to report to that there's been a hack or, or the ransomware attack, 
Um, you may have um, law enforcement you need to report to, and you also have to worry about notification. If you have customer information that's been now compromised um, and maybe for sale somewhere, God forbid, you know, you have to figure out, do you have to let them know? How do you have to let them know? And these rules vary state to state. So you really have to understand where that information is, where your customers are and all of that. So it can get very complicated, especially for businesses that, um, that operate beyond a local area. Wow, a lot in there. Um, yeah. It's not easy. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm wondering, Anne-Marie, if for many companies, and not everybody can afford it, if this becomes a new line item in the corporate budget. Mm-hmm. It, it has to be. I mean, there are there are certainly regulators such as the New York State Department of Financial Services that are now requiring companies to have um, compliance programs and to sign off that they have a functioning compliance program that's going to protect them. Um, so you do have that requirement now, um, that is, and, and that's going to undoubtedly expand now that there's more of these attacks taking place. Um, and then you also have the issue of, the insurance companies right now have so far been paying, but there's going to reach a point where they're not going to. And also some, or they may not, they may say, we're just not going to cover ransomware attacks anymore. Um, the other issue with the insurance companies, they're actually looking at what do you do to make sure that there isn't going to be an attack? How do you protect yourself? And they will look at what you're doing these days because there's so much money at stake. And if you don't have a good program, if you don't have, if you if you haven't gone through um, the effort to really try to protect yourself, the insurance companies may say, "We're just not going to cover you for this. We don't think you're you're set up um, well enough to protect against these types of intrusions, and, and we're just not going to cover you for this." Um, sort of similar to you know many times, depending on your neighborhood, and you know you may not be some some insurance companies don't cover for flooding in certain areas. Um, it's going to be probably kind of similar, but so far they've been willing to also take a look at, and the more of them are doing that, taking a look at what they've done to try to avoid these types of attacks. Wow, a lot in there and a lot more to cover. Anne Marie McAvoy, founder and CEO of Clovis Quantum Solutions. You know, I'm talking about social media, slightly different aspect of it this morning, Anne Marie. And we're going to get back to that on how people use social media. Heck, you and I use social media. Sometimes we may even <laughs> respond to each other. But, you know, social media is a pathway into these companies. People are on their work computers. On their work computers, they sign into their Facebook account, their Twitter account, their whatever account. Uh, is that an easier pathway for many of these hackers into companies? Well, it also there's also what we term social engineering, and social media is part of that. So they can get a lot of information about you. So you may have somebody, for instance, send you a message on Messenger on Facebook saying, hey, you know, I'm friends with your mom, and she just sent me this great picture. I have this picture of the two of you. Um, and then you click on it, and now they've gotten into your systems. Um, so they can get a lot of information that might get your attention or make you think that something is legitimate or, or you know, bring out enough of your um, inquisitiveness to be able to get you to do what you shouldn't. Um, and, and that is a tremendous, tremendous problem, too. And then also social media can be used to try to sometimes coordinate some of these attacks as well. 
Um, and that's where if, if you if you have the ability to, to really scour social media um, and these chat rooms and things like that, you can sometimes find out that an attack is being planned. Um, you know, certainly some of this cancel culture stuff has taken place in part on social media where they uh, decide to attack certain entities or individuals, and and that's certainly one of the ways that they've they've sometimes organized this via social media to do these attacks. Yeah, another thing that your company, uh, Clovis, uh, works on as well. You know, looking at the latest news, and you know, we're getting updates almost every hour or two on this uh, ransomware attack that went through a company in Miami through Casilla. Uh, this is going to play out for some time, and I, I can see this, or I do see this as a red line, as a major red line, because it was a multinational attack uh, from one source and one that's likely going to take months to even unravel, potentially. Uh, How do you see this? I call it a red line. Either there's action taken after this by both private companies, the individuals affected, law enforcement, and even intelligence services, because... These groups like Revil, or I call it that because it's evil, R-E-V-I-L and others, this is a moment when they've proven they can go further. Why would they stop? Absolutely. And and when you look at it as to just the last really two months or so where we had Colonial Pipeline and the JBS and now this right on the heels of that, I mean, it, they, the frequency is increasing from what we can see and also the extent to which the impact is felt is also increasing. So here you have this one especially, you know, there are um, schools in New Zealand that were affected, there were grocery stores in Sweden, there were IT service providers in Germany, um, and certainly we had even towns, as you mentioned, here in in the U.S., in addition to, to many businesses that were affected. So one of the things that may come out of this, hopefully, is also some international cooperation on the part of law enforcement to try to figure out, you know, who are these groups and to try to take down the groups. Um, you know, they, they, they hopefully will, you know, they can have some success. You know, it, it depends. Um, they did get some of the money back from Colonial Pipeline. They were able to get access to the wallet. My guess is they may have had somebody cooperating um, in order to get the key to that wallet to get some of that Bitcoin back in that case. Um, so, you know, they're, they're, I'm sure they're going to be looking at it. This has to be on their radar now. But the problem is, you know, our evil is not the only group out there. And if, if criminals see that this is a way to get money and that, you know, the problem is many times, you know, paying the, the ransom is, a, is not a good thing to do because obviously, you know, you may still not get your key back. Um, they may lie to you and say, yeah, give us the money, and then you still can't access your information or it may be corrupted. There are lots of issues there, and, of course, it, it, it makes them potentially want to come back again because you've given them money now and they, this is a good way to make money for them. But um, it, it, it's a very difficult thing to, to stop everybody from doing it. It's, um, you have so many, company, so many companies out there, and many of them, and these, these criminals know this, many of them don't have the systems really in place to protect themselves. 
So if this is an easy way to make money, these guys are going to continue to do it. So even if you take our evil down, there are going to be, unfortunately, others that are going to take their place. All right. Well, and now I'll properly pronounce it are evil. I still like re evil, but that's just me. They are evil. Uh, look, the, they, are these evil. Are, they, they are <laughs> evil. They are evil, Anne Marie. Uh, right. There's going to be a lot more on this. Companies like yours, others out there, you know, like I said, line item in the budget for many corporations. By the way, if I come to you for my company, am I going to get a good deal? We'll talk about Absolutely. that. Absolutely. For you, of course. <laughs> we'll, talk, we'll talk about <laughs> that off air. Right? <laughs> One um, of my favorite people. <laughs> well, we, we need to look at this. We really need to take a good look at this. And your point about not paying the ransom. Uh, you know, even if you're cooperating with FBI, that information is still out there. Uh, I don't think this stops, and sadly or realistically, this is going to ramp up even more, which, uh, you know, it's a cheap form of warfare. It's a cheap form yep. of criminality for a state or a nation state actor. You know, it's a very cheap way to attack your enemy or your opponents. Yeah, I think we're in for a very busy time. That's right, and a tremendous impact on, on the public as well as on these businesses. And, and, I mean, when you can see these towns, they can't send out even utility bills. They, they can't access any of their records. There are a couple of towns in Maryland that have been affected by this. Um, all of, almost all of their computers have been affected. Um, they, 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 it, you know, and in today's day and age, if you have an office and you can't use any of your computers, it's devastating. So, you know, essentially they've shut down practically some of these towns as far as their government operations through this attack. It's amazing. Anne-Marie McAvoy, founder and CEO of Clovis Quantum Solutions. Uh, you can check him out on the web at clovisquantum.com, C-L-O-V-I-S. Anne-Marie, a lot of information. Thanks for going the distance and a little bit further, but uh, I think people need to start paying close attention. It's an important area, and we, we all want to protect ourselves because nobody wants to be affected by this anymore. If we can stop it in advance, that's the best thing to do, and, and hopefully, we, hopefully law enforcement will eventually catch these guys too. Yeah, they need to. Thank you, Anne-Marie. All right. Thanks so much, David. 866-95-PATRIOT, 957-2874. It even ties into social media. It's a pathway. 866-95-PATRIOT. I'll take your calls on the other side of the break. <laughs> 